The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Hey there, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success, and welcome back to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. And boy, do we have a great topic for you today and a really, really important topic. And that topic is called five reasons why your patients don't get scaling and root planing. While scaling and root planing, what an important procedure, important part of a patient's dental health. Yet what we do our complementary data analysis for dental practices all across the U.S., we find that most practices have what I call a very low perio percentage, which means a very small percentage of patients in your practice are getting some kind of perio treatment, whether they're actively involved in scaling and root planning, they're on perio maintenance, whatever it is, it means most people are just kind of going through the old profi shuffle. And if 95% of the patients in your practice are going through the profi shuffle, and we know that depending on which study or anecdotal evidence you want to believe, way more than half of the adults in the United States have some form of perio disease. What does that mean? It means that your hygienist is a cleaning lady and she's doing bloody profis. So we'll get back to that in a second because I just want to remind you really quickly that at the Matto Center, we save money every single month because we use stacks for our credit card processing. They don't charge that nasty overage percentage, just a low flat monthly fee. And as a very special offer right now for Matto Friends, Stacks is offering two months of no charge processing and a free credit card terminal. Now, of course, you still have to pay Visa, MasterCard, whatever their percentage, but you will not have to pay Stacks to do your processing. Totally no charge for two months. And then after that, just a very, very low flat monthly fee. So do what we do at the Matto Center. Use Stacks, save money every month. It's the greatest deal ever. Just go to matto.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E to get going. They'll even tell you how much money you will save every month. So you cannot lose. Check it out, matto.com slash save. Now let's get back to perio here. If you think your hygiene department could use just what we call a little oomph, little oomph, you're not alone because as I said before, the majority of the US adult population has some form of periodontal disease. And if your patients are getting just cleanings, well, you got a cleaning lady doing bloody profies in your office. But not only that, two really important things here. You're missing a huge production opportunity, but even more importantly, you are not giving your patients the care they deserve. I will never understand why practices would never let a huge cracked molar walk out of there without diagnosis and a treatment plan. Yet we let periodontal disease do it every single day in many practices. Maybe not yours, but from what I've seen in most practices, there's undiagnosed, untreated periodontal disease, just rampant. It's a double whammy. You're losing income and your patients are getting as healthy as they should be. And if they are getting as healthy as they should be, but you're not um, charging for and coding and doing all those things, scaling and root planing, well, you're giving treatment away. 
I don't know why we're happy giving periodontal treatment away. It's the same thing as giving restorative treatment away. We just wouldn't do it. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to underdiagnose this patient when I'm going to do the crown anyway. But for some reason, we tend to do this with periotherapy. I don't know. I just don't get it. So what we're all about to get, because I'm going to talk about five reasons that your patients aren't getting scaling and root cleaning. Maybe not all of your patients, but many of them. Okay. We'll go backwards, a la David Letterman. Number five is the procedure was never properly explained to them. Now, you know, sometimes we kind of dumb it down and we call it a deep cleaning, but a deep cleaning, I don't know, to me, it just means, well, you need a cleaning, but you need a little worse than usual. It doesn't mean that you have periodontal disease. It doesn't mean that you have a serious um, process going on here. So I like to, now when I say dumb it down, as you all know, if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, that I don't like getting technical with patients. I really shy away from using even the simplest dental terminology. Anything I say to a patient, I want an eighth grader to be able to understand. But we do need to let the patient know, instead of saying, you know, you've got periodontal disease, blah, blah, blah. They've got an infection and inflammation that can eat away the bone that holds in their teeth if not properly treated. So again, don't muck it up by getting too technical. Everyone understands infection and inflammation. Um, so we're going to tell our patients after we do the exam, and we'll get to the exam later, we've got a great technique for that as well, that they have inflammation and infection that could eat away the bone that holds their teeth in and say, you may not know this, but most adults that lose their teeth, it's due to this inflammation and infection in your gums that we call periodontal disease. I, I think if you would ask the typical non-dental person why an adult would lose their teeth, they say, oh, cavities or you know, broken tooth or the, they get in a bar fight, I don't know, whatever reason, but they need to know that this illness, periodontal disease, this condition, the inflammation and infection in your gums and the surrounding bone is why you could lose your teeth. And don't forget to tell them that scaling root planing that you're suggesting is a conservative, non-surgical approach, and that not treating the problem could lead to a referral for surgery. You know, it's really interesting. Part of the treatment planning process, I think, is acknowledging that one choice is to do nothing. I mean, we're not talking life and death here. So one choice is to do nothing. But we need to make the patient aware that if they do nothing, if they don't take advantage of this conservative non-surgical approach we're offering. It may wind up with a referral to a periodontist, and that could mean surgery. It could mean tooth loss. So these are your choices, Mr. and Miss Patient. Okay. Another reason, reason number four is because we're afraid they're going to say something like, my last dentist never told me I needed this, or maybe they'll think that we never told them they needed this. And all of a sudden we're trying, you know, the car payments do or our kids tuition or something. So we're creating this disease uh, just to get some more income. So one thing about that is I never like to accuse the last dentist of being a poor diagnostician diagnostician or say, oh, your last dentist didn't own a perio probe or whatever. Um, you know, I think what we can say is, well, I don't know what your last dentist saw. I wasn't there at the time, but I can tell you that our examination today definitely shows inflammation, infection, and bleeding in your gums. And the latest research, research shows that this can not only lead to tooth loss, but it's linked to diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Resist the urge to tell them their last dentist was a moron who didn't own a perio probe. Say, I wasn't there when that examination was done, but I can tell you that our examination today definitely shows the need for this scaling and root planning procedure. And let's say they were in your office three months ago, and now you're telling them that they 
have this um, you know, periodontal disease, this condition. Well, don't shy away from it because you didn't tell them last time. They may say, well, why didn't you tell me last time? Well, I mean, you say, well, we're just noticing it today for the first time. Or you can say that we're paying extra special attention to this because all the new research coming out, which I love that, all the new research coming out, you know, makes you look like you're up to date, which you should be. All the new research coming out is showing it's more important than ever to treat this for the following reasons. So there's, there's always a reason to tell them why they need it. Don't shy away from, you know, well, you never told me last time, so I'm worried they're gonna they're gonna catch me in some kind of, you know, sales pitch, or uh, why did my last dentist never tell me? These are not good reasons to not present uh, periodontal disease therapy. Okay, the third reason that our patients aren't getting scaling and root planning is that oftentimes they perceive it as a boatload of injections and sharp instruments that are gonna reach down to their toes or up to their brain. So let's reassure them that it's a very comfortable procedure. Their comfort is our number one goal. We're gonna make sure they're nice and numb and they really shouldn't feel a thing while they're undergoing this. Um, and also, I always like to say, if you don't get it treated conservatively, then we may be talking about surgery or a referral. So let them know the consequences. Okay, reason number two, of course, is fee resistance or insurance issues. So again, this comes from the patient's perception that the procedure is a glorified cleaning. And we need to let them know this is not a cleaning. This is not a deep cleaning. This is actually therapy, treatment, whatever you want to call it. It's not a deep cleaning because they're overdue and have a bunch of tartar, tartar sauce, cocktail sauce, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, so this is a great time to talk about what I like to call the talkover technique. And this is part of our examination. So I think typically when a patient is being probed, paradigmally probed, it's just the dentist or the hygienist, you're beam, 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 you know, they're poking around. The patient might feel a little bit of discomfort here and there. And then what do they hear? Three, two, three, three, two, three, three, two, three, three, two, three, three, two, four, good one, <laughs> three, two, three. No, let's make sure that before we do the periodontal exam, we tell the patient exactly what we're doing. And again, in language, an eighth grader can understand. Here's exactly what I like to say prior to doing the periodontal exam. And that is, now we're going to check the health of your gums. We're checking for inflammation and infection. We use this instrument, it's like a little ruler. And the little ruler tells us how tightly your gums are attached to your teeth. I mean, boom, this is actually accurate. And it's an explanation that anybody can understand. We're checking your gums for inflammation and infection. We use a little ruler that tells us how tightly your gums are attached to your teeth. Now we continue to say, if you hear a number, a low number, like a three or a two, that's typically a sign that your gums are really healthy in that area. If you hear a higher number, like a four or a five or even higher, that's often a sign of inflammation and infection because your gums aren't attached to your teeth as tightly in that area. And if you hear, say, the letter B, that means when we place the instrument in that area, we can see a little bleeding, which is a sure sign of inflection, inflection, infection. That kind of, that's like a word that, that covers infection and inflammation. I like that. It's a sure sign of inflection. It's a sure sign of inflammation and infection. So now, you're doing the perio exam and the patient knows you're using a little ruler and you're measuring. And when they hear four or a five or a B, they know, oh, wow, there's something going on there, which makes presenting the treatment all that much easier because they're expecting you're going to tell them that some type of treatment is absolutely needed. Okay. What's the number one reason that patients don't get scaling or root planing? Simple. 
periodontal disease was never properly diagnosed and the treatment was never presented. That's it. The number one reason kind of sums it all up. Periodontal disease was never diagnosed and the treatment was never presented. So get that perio probe out of the drawer. And even if you are using it, but not presenting treatment, remember, this is for the health of the patient. Do full charting, do all the appropriate radiographs, a complete periodontal exam. I mean, do your patients deserve any less than that? Absolutely not. It's time to save some teeth, make our patients healthy and add to our income. And please don't give it away. Why would we give away scaling and root planing, a, a procedure that definitely is great for our office production numbers, for our revenue? We deserve it. Stop doing bloody prophies and treating periodontal disease the wrong way. Wow, I feel like I'm on my high horse here. So there's no better way to get off the high horse than to do some of our mystery shopper calls. And this time around, I was following the theme and the mystery shopper calls kind of follow this the same, um, same, same idea. They're calling office say that I'm looking for a new, not say I'm looking for a new dentist, but saying my last dentist told me I needed some kind of scaling and root planning. I think once I called it root planning or scraping and root planning, whatever, I'm trying to act like a patient. Um, and I thought I just needed a regular cleaning. What's your take on this? Well, that's enough explanation. Let's get to the calls and have some fun. Okay. Call number one. Hit it. This is Matthias speaking. How can I help you? Hi, a question for you. Um, I had another dentist that told me I needed some kind of um, scaling and root planning gum treatment. And I just wanted like a regular cleaning and not all that. Is that something that you do at your office? Um, it, regular cleanings is something we do at the office. But if doctor that you need scaling and root cleaning, they won't do a regular cleaning. They'll have to do the scaling and root. Mm -hmm. And how do they decide? What's that? How do they decide which thing to do? Um, it depends on the health of your gums. So um, at our office, we do sprays and we do a dental probing. It's like a measures the, the depth of the gum. And yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how they exactly they diagnose it. But, um, you know, with certain findings, a deeper gum depth, um, bone loss, things like that, those all contribute. So if you have gum death, that's not a down. good thing. Yeah, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. If you have higher pockets, yeah. So if you get a probing and you get one to threes, those are good numbers. But if you get numbers that are higher than three, then they're, you know, the gums are not so healthy. Oh, what does that mean, a number that's higher than three? Like a four, five, what does that mean? Four, five, six. Yeah. It, this is the, the depth between your gum and the bone that they're the, measuring the depth between the gum and your bone okay wow that sounds like it's uncomfortable to measure that they go all the way down to your bone wow okay it, it actually i've had it done quite a few times and it, it doesn't feel like anything to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't even know that they're doing it oh wow good good, good. Yeah. Uh, you must be tough <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you for that information you're welcome. You have a great day. Oh, you too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Oh, you have a great day too. I just gave you every chance in the world to say, well, the best thing to do is come on in and we can do an examination on you to determine exactly what treatment you need. She didn't even come close two minutes on the phone. She's getting way overly scientific. I'm using terms like pocket and then she, you know, the depth of the gum. I thought she said the death of the gum one time, pretty scary, the death. 
of the gum. And then she said, measuring uh, the distance between the tooth and the bone. Wow, I didn't know that's what you're doing with the perio probe. Pretty crazy. Please don't get clinical on the phone, especially when you're going to get it wrong. And please offer an appointment. The number one lesson of all time. Come on, next office. You've got to offer an appointment. Let's see what happens. Next office, this is Keely. How can I help you? What a voice. Hey, I have a question for you. My um, my last dentist told me I needed something. It's called like um, scraping and root planing, something like that. And I, I just really wanted a regular cleaning. Um, is that something you do at your office? Uh, just a regular cleaning? Or the other thing that they, they told me they thought I needed. The root planing and scaling? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it. Yes, we do do that at our office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'd have to set you up as a new patient first before we can, you know, do anything like that, I believe. I mean, I can check with my doctor here, but I believe we have to set you up as a new patient before I can schedule you just for root planning and scaling. Right. And what if I just wanted a cleaning? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, so even though the other office was suggesting this other thing, you could probably just set me up for a cleaning. Yep, and then if we determine that you need the root planning and scaling, then we could also do that too. Oh, I see. How do you determine that? I'm That I'm not sure because I'm just the receptionist here. Oh, don't say just. You're very important. Okay. Yeah, I, it that's up to the hygienist and everything on what she determines what is best. I see. So the hygienist diagnoses this first. Yep. Got it. Okay, well thank you so much then. Thank you. Okay. Bye. bye. Wow. And she was frequently at a loss for words. I don't know, maybe I was intimidating her. Um I'll tell you though, despite some of the bad information given, she did at one point say to determine that we need to set you up as a new patient. Now, why didn't she just go right into, and and we can see you tomorrow at 2.30, if that's not convenient, we've got next Tuesday at, at whatever, at, at 9.30 in the morning. And she knew that was the right thing to do. She even said to determine that we need to set you up as a new patient, but then never, never closed the deal, never even came close to offering the appointment. I just don't get it. How do they let a patient, a potential patient, just hang up like that after asking questions, giving information. They know the next step is to come in as a new patient, and then they never even offer it. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Let's see if that could possibly happen again. It can't. Please don't let it. And please answer. Dentistry, this is Mercy. How may I help you? I have a question for you. My my last dentist, um, I went in, I, I thought I was getting a cleaning and they told me I needed some kind of scaling and root something, scraping. Planning, uh-huh, uh-huh. Planning, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is yeah. that something yeah. that you do? Is that a normal thing to do, even if somebody just, um, you know, wants a cleaning? Well, it's going to depend. If your gums are red inflamed, if you have pocket depth, which they measure um, between the gum and the root of the tooth. If there's certain pocket depths, then you're no longer a healthy cleaning. You now have become, um, that's why they do the scaling and root planing to bring, to regenerate uh, the tissue around the teeth. So, um, but once you have been diagnosed with periodontal disease, 
you're never just a cleaning anymore. Never. So my gums so, are never going to become did, no. healthy again, you mean? Not at 100%. Not that like they were. No. Once, once you're... Uh, once you've had scaling and replaning and are perio maintenance, you're always perio maintenance. Mm, not even sure what that means, but um, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, because you have periodontal disease, so it's not a regular routine cleaning. This is more um, in-depth cleanings that they do. Mm -hmm. So the periodontal disease yeah, never goes yeah. away then? Not completely, no. Mm -mm. Mm. No, that's, some people have to go to a periodontist and they alternate offices. So they either come here twice a year and go to a periodontist twice a year. It all depends on, you know, um, if it's controlled, then we can see you here. Um, you know, if it's something that requires more than we can do for you, then we send you to a periodontist. But have you been here before or you're just inquiring? Because... No, I'm just, just inquiring. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you did so I much then. Explain? Yeah, I, well, I you think are so. quite welcome. Yeah, I think you did a great That'd job. Be great. Have a wonderful day. Cool. Oh, you thank too. You Thanks. So Bye. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll tell you, you learn something new every day, don't you? And many times it's inaccurate, but you learn something new every day. <laughs> she was really free with that inaccurate information. But I don't understand at the end. She said, like, did I answer your questions? Did I do a good job? Like she's looking for uh, for my admiration or something. Earlier on in the call, she could have easily slipped into the best thing to do is to get you in for a proper examination or a consultation. Let's get you on the schedule so we can find out. I just don't understand why I, I tried to open the door so widely on all three of these calls for them to say the best thing to do is to have you come in for an examination. And, and none of them, I mean, they, they think they're like a dental resource library, like I'm calling for information, but I don't actually want to make an appointment. I don't get it. This is so much fun. Let's do one more. Where'd you go? Call number four. There you are. Thank you for calling. This is Faith. How can I help you? Hi, question for you. Um, my last dentist told me I needed something called like scaling and root planning, something like that. And um, you know, I just really wanted to get like a cleaning. And do you do that? Do you do that procedure there? How do I know if that's what I really need? Um, so it's based off of the measurements in your x-ray. So if there's bone loss or pocketing, and then that's how we determine that you need a, the period, the root um, scaling and root planning. And yes, we do do it here. Uh, we're just booking out to like, I'm pretty sure it's around the end of March of next year. To get, to come in as a new patient or to get that procedure yes. done? to come in as a new patient and then they wouldn't even do it that day. They would send it out to the insurance company and then have to schedule you to come back in for that. Right. So, okay. So it's September now and you're not seeing any new patients till March. Correct. What if someone had like a toothache or an emergency or something like that? Um, so emergency would come through on Dr. Side, but again, he him himself. Since um, we came back from COVID, we used to be able to take emergencies um, a lot sooner. Now it's out. It's like a month out. So if you're our existing patient, we'll get you in within a few days. Um, but if you're a new patient, I'm um, needing to see a, 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 a our doctor on an emergency basis. It is you know at least like a month out, which isn't very helpful. Right. So essentially, you're not seeing new patients at this point. It sounds like. We are, and then we just put people on cancellation list. So we book them, but 
and then we get you get patients in with cancellations. Hmm. So we don't turn anybody away, but you know, it's just a matter of a, a timeline and getting you in sooner with cancellations. Got it. All right. Well, that doesn't sound too promising. I think. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Holy moly! Nine months. Nine months to get in as a new patient. What is going on in this practice? I, I, I just maybe that's the way they like it. To me, it's not good. They're not growing. You think that if you're booking a new patient nine months out, I don't even like nine days out, let alone nine months out, um, you should do one of a few things. First of all, seriously raise your fees, um, or even better yet, expand the amount of new patient appointments. Maybe they need a new hygienist, maybe two new hygienists, maybe an associate dentist. It just seems like this practice is missing a big opportunity. Um, nine months out just doesn't make sense. But again, that's not what this call was about. It was about scaling root plane, but I just thought that was fascinating that there's a dental practice that's not taking a new patient for nine months. You'd think they'd want to do something about that. This is an opportunity where this dentist can maybe even work less and increase their income. Maybe they've got some really bad PPOs and they should consider dropping the very worst ones or better yet, expand their production capabilities by getting more hygiene, an associate dentist, whatever. But look, they're not working with the Matto Center as their coach. So I can only offer so much information because this is all I know. But hey, if you'd like to learn more about that, actually, that would be great. I'd love to talk to you. Just go to matto.com slash chat, M-A-D-O-W.com slash C-H-A-T. We can talk about your practice. I can answer questions that you have. We can even analyze your data. No obligation. I'd love to meet you if you're a practice owner. Maybe we can even work together one day. But for now, I'm going to sign off. I'm Dr. Richard Matto, co-founder of the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success. And thanks so much for listening to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye.